Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogil Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode 30 of season 11. This is episode number 406 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated Canadians are always dreaming up a lot of ways to ruin our lives. The metric system, for the love of God, Celsius, Neil Young, we're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Bill, that intro was for you. Uh, and that's what I appreciate about you. That's what I appreciate about you. Uh, special thanks to our sponsors, rockinthatidlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centericebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out when you can also don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for some well-designed and fairly priced blues themed t-shirts it's wednesday march 29th we're streaming live on youtube facebook and twitter to interact with the show on social media our handle on all social channels is lgb radio just search for us and you'll find us if you haven't already done so please like follow subscribe ring the bell buy a t-shirt from our shop put an ad in your local newspaper, or do whatever you can to help us out. I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by the effervescent Bill Day, and producer Austin is lurking in the background somewhere. Kurt Price will hopefully be joining us later. The agenda for tonight includes discussion about the Blues knocking off Vancouver, how good the new acquisitions for the Blues have been, the NHL considering changing up Pride Nights, all that and more on this delightfully scrumptious episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Mr. Bill Day is in the house. How you doing, sir? Oh, well, it's it's been a day. Um, you know, I, I, it wasn't too bad of a recovery after last night. You know, we, we didn't go too hard at it, um, but it was real fun to be at the game last night. And, you know, just... Uh, you know, today was just a uh, another day at work. So, mm. yeah, it was a it was so much better than work. Yes, they are. Uh, it was a rough day, uh, a rough start to the day for me too. Because you know, like you said, we didn't 
we didn't go hard. We didn't, you know, we weren't out till 2 a.m. or anything last night. Um, but I don't know, just not having my normal evening and then waking up and having to work. Uh, it's just a an odd feeling to wake up and be like, it wasn't the weekend, you know, and it just kind of brings you down. But yeah, yeah. Last night, uh, we mentioned it on social media, but you brought it up, uh, Mr. Producer Austin, who I'll bring on screen here in a minute. You know, let's just do it now. He looks ready. His shirt's back on. Um, <laughs> bring it down to the bottom. That's where you belong, son. Um, we, uh, yeah, so we actually went to the Blues game, all four of us last night. First time ever that uh, the entire crew, whatever iteration it was of Let's Go Blues Radio, was able to actually attend a game all together. So uh, that was exciting. Thanks, Austin, for bringing us on board. Yeah, of course. It was uh, it was a blast. Had a lot of fun, and bringing home a winner was even better. So, I mean, not the way you want to win games, no. <laughs> but we'll take the win. Not at all. Man, I not at all. I would prefer an overtime loss. I would have preferred an overtime loss. <laughs> and, and I, I mean, I said it when when the Blues were up five two. I said this game's going to overtime. Mm-hmm. You know it, and it happened. Yeah, we were really was... excited when they scored. Yeah, I mean, five to two. You you expect to walk out with a regulation win? That was pretty bad, but eh, whatever. I mean, overtime hockey's exciting. We only got what twenty two seconds of it, so I'm not going to complain too much. But yeah, should have been wrapped up uh, after the second period. Definitely should. Well, we'll get to that more in a minute. Um, but we want to say, with uh, last night, we met some pretty cool people sitting by us. Uh, actually, with not their seats. I don't know if you guys caught that conversation. <laughs> Uh, they had moved down a couple spots and sat next to us because the seats were open. Uh, Brendan was the gentleman we talked to a lot last night. He said he might try to tune in tonight, catch us. So, Brendan, if you're listening, it was nice meeting you, your lovely wife. I believe one of those gentlemen with you was your brother. The other one was a friend. Maybe the brother's friend. I don't know. Uh, not judging. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of fun meeting that crew and uh, had a good time with, with everyone last night. It was awesome. Especially the guy that photobombed us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got photobombed by an old dude. And it was like he knew what he was doing. He's done yeah, it before. He's, he's been there before, for sure. I could definitely sense that. <laughs> uh, so, oh, we got a couple comments coming in. Uh, Matt Harris says, uh, and it's my birthday. Uh, but I don't know if you saw later, he did say it's not actually my birthday. I was going to say, because uh, we like celebrated it. his birthday with him not too long ago. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, it's uh, his birthday because we started before 930. Yeah, that was the joke. He said it's like Christmas because we didn't start at 930. But notice whose time is it? It's 928. Uh, and uh, notice who's not here. And notice what time we start. That's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, oh, uh, Matt Harris adds, uh, uh, my shirt came in a couple days ago. Very nice quality. That's awesome. Uh, which uh, which shirt did you order, Matt? Uh, I don't I remember. What, I think you might have told us, but I can't remember which one it was. Uh, yeah, Kurt's kids. Yeah, you know, they take great care at you know crafting those things. Yes, yeah. stitch yeah, Zoe by stitch. Does a, Zoe does a great job. Oh, your fingers hurt? No, your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. I do know what that's from. Before all right. Yeah. Nice. yeah, Muppet Show. Yeah. No. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see. We got a couple, couple. We got a lot of comments coming in here. Ken Morris, Bill Day, the real deal, Bill Day, or just a reasonable facsimile? Uh, Tonight is a reasonable facsimile. Yeah. Facsimile. Uh, oh, and Ken Morris also says, nice photo of your four lads on Instagram at last night's game. Yeah, we, I was pretty, uh, we actually all look pretty good in that picture. I was pretty yeah. impressed. Good work, guys. Yeah. You got the angles right. Yeah, I got, I did. I played the angle. Uh, let's see. From oh, above. he got, Matt says That's he got the beer chunky. bottle one. The one, uh, that, uh, that my, my hockey team makes me drink, I believe is that one. So, yeah, awesome. Glad you got it. That's a great shirt. Uh, so official beers of episode number 406. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, Kurt Price is at C Price 12. You can find me at J Ponder 94. Bill Day is at Billy Blue Note 33. Austin's not on there because he's a young man. Uh, so I'm confused. Who goes first tonight now? Um, that's a good question. I'll um, go first. Bill. Yeah. As long as it's not Bud Light Orange, I'll let you go first. <laughs> All right. It is not Bud Light Orange. I'm drinking a show favorite tonight uh, just because, honestly, I don't have a lot of beer left in my fridge. Mm. I'm having a Fat Elvis from Absence nice. of Light. I, this was my last one that I found, and I was going to hold on to it until, like, midsummer. But I'm like, I got to have it tonight. I had this and Coors Light in my fridge. So I'm like, ah, I got to do the Fat Fat Elvis. Nice. So, I still have one of those out my uh, out in the garage fridge. So, yep. Maybe uh, I mean I've, every now and then I'll I've I've been able to still find some at like Schnooks or Deerberg. So right. maybe I'll find another four pack before the season's off. Bill, I I think I had this on here a couple of weeks ago. Um, Boulevard, our friends from Cross State, uh, Churro Grande. Um, Imperial Brown Ale with uh, cinnamon and natural flavors. It's uh, really good. Um, nice sweet beer. Um, yeah, dessertish kind of beer, which is typically what I drink on this show. So true. Hmm. Austin, I I saw what you were rocking. What are you rocking tonight? Water. Yeah, let's see it. <laughs> Straight from the jug, even. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, he said you said you're working on making sure you drink a gallon. Of, I need to uh, be water. drinking more water. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just so that's a good up. call. Just fill up a gallon, drink it throughout the day. I like it. Uh, All right. Well. Yes, you are a responsible, <laughs> young man. Adult. Responsible adult. By the way, before we uh, kick Austin out of here and put him in the back, um, we're all wearing city stuff tonight, as well as uh, I know, Austin, you're wearing the Cardinals hat with me as well. So yep. we're supporting the other teams here in St. Louis. And uh, man, how about that city? Five Ooh. and oh. Five and oh. Let's just turn this show into city talk. Yeah. I mean, soccer I, capital. Um, <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> Taken, maybe you know, by some douchebags in Kansas City. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's uh, that man. That Kraus kid is just—I say kid. He's a grown man. Uh, he's played but, phenomenal. No, he's he's only twenty-six. He is looks he? like he's fifty-two, but he's yeah. only twenty-six. Is this an Albert Pujols situation? Do we need to? Uh, it, it very, <laughs> very well, very well. Might Test be. the man. Yeah. Uh, no, that's uh, he's been phenomenal. Uh, my wife, my wife's a big uh, Roman Berkey fan, which I am too. He 
he made a ridiculous oh, save oh in the first half that right at, I mean he doesn't make that save it's a completely different game right right at halftime this yeah. team like this team seems to swing the momentum at half right before half you know the previous games goals right before half this time Berkey with just a just a fucking incredible save putting that you know getting the glove on it and oh man i just absolutely love that guy yeah i you know, it's funny and you know my wife played soccer growing up played through college um when i met her she was still playing um so you know she's given me a lot of the lowdown on soccer that i haven't gotten from bill and um I, so I, I feel like I, I understand it pretty well. And, and Bill, maybe you'll laugh here. Maybe you'll even have some insight. One thing that I just it, – it, actually, Bill, you will have insight here. Um, one thing I just can't understand is penalty kicks, how goalies literally just guess. They just have to guess where the guy's going to kick the ball. I relate that to hockey and say – you can read where the puck's coming off the stick. And, and I know it sounds ridiculous, and I even told my wife, I'm not saying she's wrong and that all soccer goalies of, in history are wrong, but I just don't understand how you can't read a little bit off the foot where the ball's going. I told her we need to go out to a soccer field, have me play goal, and have her take penalty kicks on me. I think that's the only way I can understand yeah. that. Now, the because of the set distance between the spot and the keeper, keeper can't cross the line. They can't come off the line prior to the kick. There is not enough time to react, right? You you can react if you've guessed correctly is basically what it comes down to. And some of the best saves you'll ever see are guys that guessed correctly and overshot their spot but still managed to get a leg on the ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I told her, I, I think the only way I'm going to fully understand is if we go out and do it. I, I think, and, and I told her, I'm like, you're going to make me look stupid. Like if there's people watching, they're going to laugh because I'm not going to make one save, but I think I need to see it so I can fully understand. Okay. Yeah. You can't read it coming off a foot from that distance. Cool. Well, you yeah. gave me some good insight there. Thank you, Bill. That's what yeah. you're here for. Hey, hey. I, I, you know, I like to bring one thing per show, so I'm, I'm <laughs> quota satisfied. Well, I know you're not a uh, you're not a huge Cardinals guy, but uh, Austin, I know you follow the team. Uh, mm-hmm. I do as well. So big opening day tomorrow here in St. Louis, which is yes, pretty sir. awesome. Um, you going down for any festivities, or you uh, you plan on going to Chicago for the Blues Blackhawks game? I want to go. I want to go so bad. We all do, but I don't have the money or yeah. the gas. <laughs> yeah, I I was telling you guys last night I, I like I'm kind of torn. This is my only opportunity the rest of the season to get up to Chicago and see a Blues Blackhawks game. Never step foot in United Center and I have concert tickets there this summer and it's, it's part of just doesn't feel right that my my first event there is going to be a Cure show rather than Blues Blackhawks. Totally different still- vibes. It'll still be cool, and you'll you won't want to punch somebody for being a stupid Blackhawks fan. So that'll be the positive. Oh, I probably but, still will, but oh uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, that uh, 
Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll echo Ken Morris here. Always appreciate Mr. Day's perspective of the game from a goalie's point of view. Uh, that was soccer perspective. That was a yeah. soccer goalie. How about that? That's something yeah. you're not getting from two guys, one cup. Yeah, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll try to give you a little bit of that when we get into uh, last night's game because I'll, I'll tell you what, Thatcher Demko, man, the, he's, he's something else, and he also confuses me very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree <laughs> with that. Uh, all right. Yep. So, uh, Austin, again, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking us to the game last night. Uh, yeah. great hanging out with you. Great having you here tonight as well. So we give you a lot of trouble, but, uh, it was really awesome of you to take us to the game last night. That was a blast. Yeah. Glad you guys all had fun. Glad they've won a game. Yes. Me too. <laughs> yeah. All right, but Austin. From we'll that, you I'm, later. I'm, I'm glad too. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> See you, buddy. So uh, we still got Austin in the background here, but uh, Bill and I are going to talk about last night's big blues game, win, big big blues win over the Vancouver Vancouver Canucks, uh, six to five, and OT uh, Tuesday night uh, they they won, and we um, again I, I just said it Vancouver how we always say it because Ivan Harachka. How many times do you think we all said that last night? Uh, it was probably closing in on triple digits. We were annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> yeah. Imagine us on this show basically being the same people we are at the game, but then also every time Vancouver gets the puck, one of us goes, Vancouver! <laughs> yes, very annoying. Um, so again, the entire crew was there last night, thanks to Austin. Uh, Jordan Bennington gets the start after a, a relief appearance on Sunday night that saw him give up two goals on 14 shots in that wild L.A. game uh, that Joel Hofer had started and been sent down, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but uh, Vancouver gets on the uh, the board first here. Quinn Hughes opens the scoring after rushing the puck in and sliding it to J.T. Miller, who found Brock Besser on the far wall. One time the puck, uh, Bennington kicked it out, but kicked it right to Quinn Hughes on the far side, and he gave him a wide-open net to shoot out, as, as I felt, and Bill, correct me if you like, I felt Bennington really overcommitted on this goal, uh, gave him a nice big wide-open gaping net to shoot at, and uh, Quinn Hughes makes it one nothing. Yeah, not going to get a disagreement from me on that. Um, I thought even in his relief appearance against L.A., he was uh, a little too uh, slide happy um, getting himself out of position. And it seems to be that way. You know, it seemed, you know, he's played the majority of the games this year. Grice might have had a couple a couple games stretch, if I remember correctly, where he started back to back. But, you know, last year with Huso, if Huso went on a heater, when Bennington got back in the crease, he had that tendency to just slide a little too much. And I think the uh, couple games he got off due to suspension and then um, let's see what the kids got um, might have got him a little rusty and uh, hopefully it's something he'll correct. But, yeah, absolutely overcommitted on the Besser shot. And, the yeah, like you said, the rebound went right to Quinn Hughes who had – yeah, like it must have seemed like a soccer net in front of him. Yeah, right. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, and I uh um I agree with you on Bennington. I feel like honestly, actually since the Minnesota game, I think he has been pretty rough. Uh has not looked great. I thought this uh who was that that he did he got the win against? Was that um Anaheim? Mm. Uh last week? Yeah, I guess uh, so. 
Yeah. Um, cause yeah, he got the start in between for whole first and yeah. there was back-to-back games. He, he was fine then, but man, the Minnesota game, uh, coming in relief, like you said, with the Kings. And then last night, uh, he has not been playing his best hockey, but you know, at this point, you just hope, okay, finish out the year as well as you can come back strong next year. Right. Blues, yeah. Blues fans want losses right now, right? They want Bennington <laughs> to play poorly. <laughs> right. We did. Uh, the funny thing last night was Kurt, you know, completely recalculating the save percentage after every shot in the third period. <laughs> Just want to get to 90%. Call, call. <laughs> oh, they scored yeah. again, Kurt. Yeah. Only Kurt sitting there <laughs> at the game doing math in his head. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Austin. He he does clarify. Yes, uh, Bennington's last win was against Anaheim, and that was uh, Friday night, I believe. Friday or Saturday night? Saturday was, night. Yeah, it was Saturday. Yeah, I, I'll admit I didn't watch much of that game because uh, we watched. We were watching uh, the city game and uh, celebrated a little after because it was a big win. So we didn't catch a lot of that game, but I did see the recap and I saw most of the third period. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, I watched it Sunday morning. Um, we went to church. Saturday night. Ooh, as in you. the band the church playing at Del Mar Hall. That's those uh, churches I'll get these days. Diane in the chat says I might have bought around last night if I could have found you guys. Yeah, that's uh we we did see I saw uh one person uh who who called me out when I was walking down the hall uh trying to go find my sister-in-law and uh he just I just hear a let's go blues radio and I was like yeah, we just kept walking the other way, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> You're um, too cool for people." Ponder. Yeah, right. That's what it is. No, I mean, I was gonna stop and talk to the guy, but he just kept going. I was like, "All right, well, just just yell my name, my show. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Let everybody know. Watch it." Um, yeah, <laughs> Austin, Austin. I wonder if the sticker is still in the bathroom. Yes, we did. Uh, hang up one of our Let's Go Blues Radio stickers in the bathroom uh, on yeah. the on the concourse. Yeah. Yep. Uh yes, I'm sure it's gone, Austin. Uh yeah. well it was it was having trouble adhering because, you know, restrooms and you know large sports venues tend to be a little moist and things don't <laughs> stick well. Moist was a word in cordal today. Really? Just mm-hmm. oh I, I hope I didn't ruin that for anybody who no. hasn't played it yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's just too intense for me. Yeah. At, at this point, I'm strictly Wordle. Yeah, I, I stopped doing Gordle, the hockey one, because they they changed it now to right. where it's up to seven letters. Right. And... and it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to start at the beginning. I don't like that. Yeah. When yeah. they made that change, I dropped it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I'm, I've, I've quit that. I am still doing Swordle, which is Star Wars Wordle, because I'm mm. a nerd. So that's fun. Um, anyway, so back to this game. Uh, Torbchenko makes it 1-1, uh, responds midway through the first as he stole the puck on a point-to-point pass. He skated in pretty hard, fires in a wrister past Demko, glove side for the 1-1 tie. Um, that's a kid who I feel like his – to start the year, I thought Torbchenko was a little rough, and maybe it was mm-hmm. coming back from the injury and the surgery. But, um, yeah, I – I think lately, uh, really, about a couple games before he kind of went off about how we're still in the NHL and we still got to compete. Um, a couple games before that, I started seeing a change in his game. And man, I just I, when he plays the way like he played last night, mm-hmm. he's one of the best 
bottom three, bottom six forwards in the NHL because he's got size. He can hit. He can shoot. Uh, I mean, we've seen him play on the top line already this season. I mean, he he really can be a good Swiss Army knife for this team. Yeah, he his speed on that plate, like Thatcher Demko is a big kid, right? He's six five. He's he looks big when he's just standing there on that play. Torpchenko came in so hot that he forced Demko to get deep in the net and he looks small and he beat him. You know, that that's that's a save that I, I think uh bubble Demko can you know makes super easy. Right. Mm-hmm. But he got he got too deep in the net, went down early, and uh Torpchenko just yeah, sniped that corner. Beautiful shot. Beautiful yeah. play. Great shot. That was right in front of us too. We we celebrated pretty hard for that one. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, we I, we were what seven rows off the ice. Yeah, something like that. Road right there in the corner. Road J. Mm-hmm. Those people that can quickly do the the math to the alphabet translation. We were in row J. Uh, nine because there's not a row Was, I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nine rows from the ice. Yeah, for those who don't know that there is no row I or row O. So that way, because they look too close to one and zero. So there you go. Uh, Justin Falk makes it 2-1 as he buried a one-timer on a pass from Buchnevich. After the puck bounced around the high slot, Falk put it top shelf. Just another really good shot, I thought, by the Blues. And again, right in front of us. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they went upstairs, right? The mm-hmm. the Torpchenko goal was glove side. Uh, Falk was blocker side. And in between there, Jake Neighbors had a really great chance. And where did he try to go? Low. Try to go five hole. Five hole. Yep. Don't do that on Demko. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He's he's got the bottom of the net covered. And uh yeah, I I thought, man, come on, Jakey. You uh you know better, but whatever. Hey, he got in a fight. And oh my that was god, fun. he got a great fight. That was a it was a great scrap. It was. It was a beaut. Yeah, I uh I love seeing those kids when they when they come out and have that fire and want to fight, and that's what he had last night. He uh he was he was in the trenches all night too. I liked his game last night too, even though he didn't put a puck in. So with just uh, 18 ticks left on the clock in the first period, Andre Kuzmenko, who Andre Kuzmenko scores his 36th goal on the power play. Now, Bill, I listen. Okay, we got a couple things to talk about with this goal. Um, I I know who he is. Like we were making the joke, who last night. 36 goals. We know who he is. We, you know, we cover hockey. We get it. But man, did you realize he had that many goals? Right. I, I did not. Like when, when Tom Calhoun said his 36, I said, I, I think I looked at Kurt. Did you say 36? Yeah. Or 26? Like it just, even yeah, 26 would blow my mind. Right. <laughs> but. Hell, I mean, he's you know he's on a line with uh, you know he's at least getting power play time with Patterson. Yep. Yeah, he, kid's amazing. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but man, when he said that, and then of course he scores again later for thirty seven. I was like, oh my god, this kid's having a ridiculous lead year. Like I had no idea, and part of it's because Vancouver's been a little bit of a dumpster fire this year, so they're not getting the 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 talk on uh on uh nhl radio but 
man, I'm telling you what, that's impressive. And not only that, you know, I'm less likely to stay up late this year to watch a game in Vancouver because, you know, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, so on this one, I want to mention, and uh, th- again, this was on the power play. Scandella, I thought, played this very poorly. If you watch the replay, JT Miller skated into the corner, and Scandella actually had Kuzmenko in front, even cross-checked him right as uh, Miller was skating into the corner. And so he was on him. He knew he was there. Uh, but then he just kind of peeled off, and I think maybe he thought Miller was going to slide it back to the point, and he'd get his stick on it and intercept but, I mean, all that did was leave Kuzmenko wide open in front. And that uh, – oh, yeah, yeah, Austin. Was that the affectionate holding goal call goal? I think it was. Uh, that terrible hold on Bortuzzo. On yeah. The, what the hell? That was one of the weakest calls I've seen in a while. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought, man, you can't go man-to-man on the power play, so I get him trying to take up coverage where you can. But man, you got to cover those passes in front. And there was actually, if you watch the replay again, there was two guys standing alone in front. So Kuzmenko, whatever reason, bobbles it or misses it. There's one more guy there to poke in that rebound. So um, just a, I thought a poor play. And I hate to just point on one guy in the PK, but man, Scandella just he had his guy, he had him covered in front, and then just let him go. And it just allowed for a perfect tap in for Kuzmenko. Yeah, it it's it seemed like Scandella was you know just too easily confused on the play where he should be, and I think that's emblematic of how this season's going, right? This team's usually elite uh, on the uh, PK, and they're anything but that this year. Um, go back to the the game against Detroit, which we're not going to break down here tonight. But uh, the the comments from the the Wigs broadcasters uh, with uh, uh, who was it scored the goal? Um, uh, Chase on. Oh yeah. <laughs> the the Blues are playing a very passive defense here, right? It it seems like they just they they're not in sync and they're just sitting back and letting the play come to them and not reacting well enough. Yeah. There's, I mean, yes, this team has lost some good PK players um, recently with trades, uh, Achari, O'Reilly, Barbashev. Um, but man, yeah, it does not look good. We'll get to some power play numbers here. I'm sorry. Penalty kill numbers here in a minute. Um, but first, let's uh, let's get to a comment here from George Washington. Did you know his teeth were made of wool? Uh, Torchenko's season reminds me of when Steen came back from his shoulder surgery. Took until mid-January that season to start looking normal. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Um, you know, it takes these guys probably a little bit of time to get back to game shape. And uh, man, once he got back, Steen and now Torchenko, look out. They're solid players, uh, especially for Torpchenko being so young and being able to still have a full NHL career ahead of him. Uh, so, um, Blues make it three to two in the second period as uh, Thatcher Demko uh, plays it to the corner from behind the net, but Letty pinches enough to cause trouble to the Vancouver D man. It allows uh, Brandon Sod to step in, find Jacob Verana. I'm sorry, Jakob Verana. Uh, in the slot, who one times it passed Demko. We'll talk more about Verona a little bit later, but uh, a nice comeback uh, for the Blues right as we were getting back into our seats from getting Lions' choice. 
<laughs> God, you gotta love, gotta love the the great local selections that are available at uh, Enterprise these days. Uh, the line for Shake Shack was uh, a little too long, um, but Lion's Choice right next door mm-hmm. did not disappoint. Uh, I think this message comes to us from like 2015. Kyle Beaver uh, jumps in the Facebook chat. Steen is looking great. Could definitely see a C on his sweater next year. I'm wondering if he meant Baby Shen or Tarasenko or I'm sorry, Torbchenko. We'll see. We'll get to that. It's gotta uh, be. It's gotta be Shen. I think he means Shen. Uh, I actually know Kyle. Kyle's a smart dude, so I'm sure that was just a slip. But or sorry, a joke. Kyle, I, or I a joke. out there. Yeah, yeah, could be. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, I agree. That line's choice. Oh, when you stopped, because we were all moving, and I was following Austin. He wanted to get back to the seats because it was right at the end of the first intermission. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kyle, Kyle Beaver says, my bad, Colorado vibes, Shen. That's what he was talking about. I figured that. Um, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> we were walking back, and I see you stop at line's choice, and I'm like, oh, that's a really good call. And I like, turned around and came back and Austin's like, see ya. Like he's going to the seats and me, you and, and, and Kurt are like, yeah, yeah. Let's get some of that. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that was after a, a couple of beers needed something to, uh, absorb all that, uh, hoppy liquid in the belly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, uh, blues make it four to two as Justin Falk finds Robert Thomas on the power play who uses Guillaume Brisois as a screen and beats Demko down low. So this was a very low shot, but when you're shooting from that position, if you've got guys in front, you got to keep that low and hope it just, if it'll find a way through or squeak off somebody or something. And, uh, that's just a real good shot there by Robert Thomas on the power play. Yeah, and I want to give you props for, uh, you know, the very, very proper pronunciation of Guillaume Brisebois. I was a little disappointed that y'all didn't join me singing the Canadian National Anthem in French at the beginning, but, you know, you've redeemed yourself. Tell you what, next time uh, we, we go to a Canadian team game, I'll admit, I, I have forgotten. I used to know how to sing it in French. It's been a while. It's been since college. Um, I will join you next time. All right. It's a deal. Next time. Yes. It, it'll be a French-Canadian date. <laughs> uh, Kyle Beaver in the Facebook chat. Thoughts on Verona since the trades. If I'm tuning in late, my bad. You're actually tuning in early. So turn us off for about 20 minutes and come back. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, we do have a discussion coming up here about Jacob or Jakob Verana. I need to teach myself to say that properly. Uh, So stay tuned. We will be talking about that here in a little bit. Uh, And yes, Austin Lynch says uh, Bill is very passionate singing the Canadian national anthem in French. I was singing in English, but um, I'm with you again next time. Next next season. We'll do it next season. Uh, so Blues make it five to two, which uh, you thought this was the death nail here, but it was not. Uh, Sammy Blaze has a perfect cross size pass to I almost said Sammy Kapanen, Kasperi Kapanen, and uh, springs a two on two with Buchnevich. Uh, he makes a great play to the net, Kapanen delivers it on his stick, and Demko has no chance on the play. I thought this was the prettiest goal of the night. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 
Yeah, although the overtime winner was pretty close to it, the uh, the setup yeah. play, the setup to this one was was much smoother. Sammy Blay, yep. I mean, I, I know we're going to talk about um, Verana and Kapanen coming up, but and Blake. Oh, is is I yeah I I promise you I did not read the outline. <laughs> I, I can tell. <laughs> No. All right. Uh, then I'll I'll reserve my comments for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so then uh, Vancouver strikes back, makes it five to three. Canucks strike on the power play again. Quinn Hughes gets the puck at the point, walks the line, and fires home a slap shot that beats Bennington low. Actually, kind of similar to that Thomas goal, but this one was off a faceoff. Um, I we bitched about a faceoff formation a couple weeks ago, and I know Kurt was the one that really called it out. How it seemed like the Blues were in a good position to win the faceoff, and um, it, it, well, they lost that one. But like nobody went to the net, nobody covered the guys going to the net. In this one, Robert Thomas actually wins the faceoff uh, over his right shoulder, which he's a righty. So that's where you're going to find the puck most of the time off any good faceoff man. They're going to win it to their strong side. And uh, he wins it back, and there's nobody there. Uh, so Vancouver steps in. They beat the they beat the Blues to the puck, get it back to the point. Quinn Hughes scores. Um, I'm not saying you need to – I get not having a guy that deep back there when you're on a PK – but, I mean, there was nobody even close to getting to that loose puck before Vancouver could step in. Just a a weird face-off formation to not see a guy at least ready to spring into that corner when a good face-off man like Robert Thomas wins it back. Yeah, just inexcusable at this point in the year. right? It, it, maybe the first five games of the year, you know, you're shaking the rust off of the summer. That stuff can happen, but, you know, when you're in the stretch run, you know, I don't know. It, it seems to me uh, a couple of guys on this team are already checked out. Yeah, it was just odd. Not a fan of that. Winning Unlimited. It's 9.59. I left my kids with my credit card and logged into my NHL 23 PS5 account. I'm sure everything's just fine. Yeah, I made that mistake with my nephew once. Uh, logged into my PS4 account at the time. He bought about three games that he was just like, ah, oh, Jeff will like these two. Yeah, I don't remember what they were. They were complete crap. I was like, oh, thanks for spending 100 bucks. Right. Appreciate it, buddy. And, and he didn't just buy the regular edition. He bought the expanded, you know, you get of the course. extra skins and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Aiden, douchebag. Um, <laughs> he's, he's 15. It's okay. I'm allowed to call him a douchebag. Uh, so, um, we've got, uh, it's 10 PM. Do you know where your children are? Yeah, I was waiting for that. I, I was trying to like delay because I knew that was coming. trying to vamp, uh, trying to vamp. Yeah. Trying to vamp basically. Uh, so then, uh, blues, uh, are, are finding themselves only in a one goal lead as Vancouver go strikes again. Uh, they were pressuring the middle of the third and Elias or El- Elias Pedersen, uh, made a dandy spin around pass to who else but Kuzmenko has a wide open net to shoot at as it just seemed like that pass fooled the Blues, including Bennington. Just weren't expecting that type of play. Kuzmenko is just streaking to the net. And again, wide open net for him. Shoots it, scores. Blues only up 5-4 uh, at about with about seven minutes left in the third period. Yeah. Um, did want to correct you. Uh, the... <laughs> 
fourth. Third uh, Vancouver goal credited to Brock Besser, not Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes did not have a hat trick. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, my bad. Well, still. Still, right. it was it all was, Quinn Hughes was, and Besser was, was in the right spot. Right. It was the Quinn Hughes show. Offensively, at least. Still not very good in his own zone. Nope. So with the goalie pulled, Vancouver ties it in 1906 off an ozone faceoff win. It was a broken playoff, the faceoff. Former blue Dakota Joshua tips it to Brock Besser, who tips it to Hughes at the point. Uh, he one times the puck from the point and eludes a ton of bodies in front. And the Blues have now seen that 5-2 lead evaporate with under a minute left in play. And uh, it was pretty – it was one of those things, right? Like, you're like, I hope it doesn't happen, but I know it's going to happen, right? We were all thinking that oh, at yeah. the time. Well, I, I was telling you guys that when we went up 5-2, that it wasn't it, – it, it was good overtime. Yeah, that was um, – very sad to see. And I don't know. Do you put any blame on Bennington here? I feel like there was a ton of bodies yeah. in front. It looked like he couldn't see it. I, I get you want your goalie to to take up the net and get big. And if it hits you, it hits you. But at this point, when it's going through five or six bodies and he's not seeing it, I don't put any blame on him. Do you? No, no, not at this point. Um, you know, definitely that, you know, we talked about the first goal where he's slid out of position. Um, you know, he got screened on a couple of them. Quinn Hughes is really, really good at getting shots through. Um, yeah. you know, the, the one where he walked the line, changed the angle, you know, that, that's just brilliant play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, at this point, I also I do think it was you know a matter of confidence with Bennington um, that things were just going to get through right when when he is you know supremely confident he seems to make those kinds of saves um, can bail the team out. That wasn't him last night. No, I feel like that confidence is gone. And I'm not saying he played a bad game, but. Uh, I think a couple of those he probably normally has if the yeah. team's playing well and you know they're they're pushing for the playoffs at this point. I think we see a different Jordan Biddington last night. Um, I think he played well enough for the win, which you know clearly they did win even though they gave up five goals. Mm-hmm. But um, just you know, not a typical good game for Jordan Biddington. No, definitely not. And you know that's that's why you know I think Kurt was on and on about him, um, you know, getting to a ninety percent on the save percentage last night. And yeah, that uh, would have been nice. I mean, he did face 37 shots. That is a fair amount of shots to face against a team that's struggling in Vancouver. But uh, still, um, you expect him maybe to come up with a couple more of those saves, especially that first one that we talked about. Uh, so the Blues do win this one in OT after uh, giving up the 5-2 lead. 28 seconds in overtime. Jakob Vrana skates it into the zone and drops it to Shen. Uh, Myers and Besser really seem to read that play poorly. At the time, I wasn't thinking that because, you know, I'm excited for a Blues goal. But watching it again today, I don't think they really understood what was <laughs> what was developing in front of them. They both just kind of seemed focused on Shen while Vrana, Vrana just drove right to the net. Uh, and Shen slid it in front. Vrana tops it in. And great pass from Shen. Good look from Shen. But honestly... The position Vrana was in to put that as a one-timer was pretty impressive as well because his body was not really in the position to to make that play. So um, good play by him. Beats Demko. Blues win this one 6-5 in overtime. Again, exciting end, 
But, um, yeah, very interesting way to see that play end. And, again, a 6-5 game, a kind of a poor defensive read from the Vancouver Canucks kind of sums this game up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was I was surprised that um, they, they allowed Ron to get open in that situation. I mean, it, it was very similar, um, you know, left-handed shot shooting short side on the blocker side and beating Demko as the Bushnevich goal, right? Tic-tac-toe plays. And, uh, you know, Vancouver gave that to the Blues, which, you know, I, I think it's it's probably just miscommunication between Besser and Myers. Yep. So uh, in this game, uh, shots were 37-31 for Vancouver. Vancouver! Uh, power play, Blues were one for one. Vancouver goes two for three. Uh, we kind of mentioned it here a little bit uh, a little bit ago about the penalty kill. In the past two games, this includes the L.A. game, the PK has killed off just two of eight penalties. That's 25%. Um, that reminds me of the, the, the PK we saw in the eight-game losing streak earlier this year where it was like, Okay, at this point, if you get a penalty, just decline it and give them the goal. Yep. Like, because you know you're going to score, they're going to score. So, yeah, that's how this feels now. And and I think even going back to that Minnesota game, they allowed a couple power play goals. Um, PK has not looked good. You got, and again, this is a small sample size. I think overall they've improved since that eight game streak. But woo, these last two games, that penalty kill picks up even just two or three of those those man advantages. Blues are winning against LA and they're winning in regulation against Vancouver last night. Yeah. Yeah. If we cared about points, you know, we could lament it, but you know, as it stands, we don't want them to win no more. <laughs> well, and, and let's face it. We're a blues hockey show. We need to talk about ways for them to win, even if you do want them to lose. So that's why I say like going into next year, that needs to be a focus. Make sure this PK doesn't lose itself like it it does in stretches as it's, as it's done all throughout the season. Yeah. So these new guys are pretty good, huh? Uh, we'll tell. Uh, we'll talk more in detail about that and other Blues news on the other side of this break from our amazing sponsors. You're listening to producer Austin, Jeff, and Bill on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being which I need with the way I play. In phase three, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. 
Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB, let's go beer. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Oh, my gosh, guys, we've got a real surprise here. We've got Kurt Price in the house. What's up? What's up, Kurt Price? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Played some pickleball and watched my daughter play some soccer. They lost. Did she win? No, no, no. No, that's a shame. Yeah, uh, you know, she, oh, it was a re- it was a real murder in that soccer game. It was two nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, I I make it's jokes a all the time to my wife. Score yeah, soccer. I make jokes with the wife all the time when when I'm like, oh my god, the Galaxy got killed. They lost by two goals. It was nine to two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that is a bad one. <laughs> yeah. No, that that was a good one compared to how it normally goes. Oh boy! So, yeah. what position does she play? Uh, midfield usually, but she was striker for a while tonight. Um, had a whole bunch of good nice. scoring chances. Couldn't put one in though. Mm. Yep. Uh, well, uh, you know, we already talked about it tonight, Kurt. But um, I don't know if you wanted to bring up anything. How much fun you had last night? Uh, how if you had a good time? If you hated hanging out with the Let's Go Blues radio crew, what'd you think? I had a great time. I would have had a great time. If it wasn't for the hosers I was sitting next to. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Don't make fun of Brendan. He was a nice guy. Uh, no, good, fun game. Uh, I think I tweeted out that it was a, um, uh, it was not a pretty game, but it was a, it, it was not a pretty game, but it was a pretty fun game. So yeah. um, that kind of sums it up for me. Uh, it, at this point in the season, the the you know you're not making the playoffs. You're you know pos- positioning for uh, the lottery and. Whatever. I mean, I, I went there to see some fun hockey. I saw some fun hockey. Had a good time with you guys, um, and I uh, had some good lines choice. I heard you, I heard you guys talk about lines choice on the way back from the uh, uh, soccer game. Yeah, we. It, I, I would you agree it was worth being late for a goal? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Worth well, it. we did see the goal. We were just waiting in the 
We did. And did you talk about how we weren't left back? We in? did not. I knew you were going to want to talk about. Me it. off. <laughs> we're trying to get by these an usher and some guy. They're blocking, si- walking side by side down the the, the off the concourse down the the hall, uh, the, the entryway. And we're trying to get by. We can't. They're blocking the way because we know we we want to get there before because we knew it was a stoppage, and we wanted to get so we didn't walk in front of people when there was a stoppage and uh, when there wasn't a, when play was going on. And uh, so we get past that yellow line. And we get, we finally get by him. And then the usher says, no, no, hold up. Cause the play just started. I'm like, God damn it. We're trying to get by you for the last 10 seconds. We could have been to our seats yeah. already. It was bad. Cause they were, I think they were talking oh, and they were yes. just moving so slow. And we're like, play is getting ready to get started. Fucking move. Yeah. And we would have made it to our seats. <laughs> we saw the goal standing there. Um, the, uh, in the entryway, but it's not the same. Yeah. Not the, it's not Austin, the same. Austin was so crestfallen and lonely when we got back there. Didn't have anybody to high five. Like some I tell you what. We we talked about Brendan and the people he was with, the guy that was sitting next to us. But man, I you know what I love is when you sit around a bunch of good people who love to high five after a goal. Yep. Everyone around us was high fiving after every goal. Like I love that when I'm around people and I'm like, yeah, they just like, look at me. I'm like, ah, son of a bitch, yeah. but I didn't have any of that last night. Yep. No, we had, we had a, a good group of guys. Did, did anybody get a high five from our photo bomber though? Uh, I did. I, I did too. Uh, one of the goals. I turned around yeah. that one. All right. Austin says he did too. All right. Yep. I, I think I did. I don't know. Oh, I made it a point too. after I saw his photo bomb. I'm like, Oh, I'm high fiving that guy later. <laughs> it was a fun game. It was. I, I, it was. Uh, uh, and and uh, thanks to Austin for. Uh, I'm sure you guys thanked Brody, but uh, again, thanks Austin. Yeah, appreciate it, bud. That was a uh, very. I don't. Yeah. Okay. He's he's saying you guys didn't. Well, wow, a bunch of dicks. <laughs> yes, we did. Shut up, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> he's lying. Um, you're fired, Austin. Go suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah. Agree. <laughs> um, I love that insult. Go suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> One of my favorite, and it was in the lose.com forums. I don't know if you remember this. One of my favorite things I've ever seen is uh, Hanu Toivonen is a bag of crap. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I remember just reading that after a game where he gave up like five goals on like 12 shots and just being like, okay, that's a great fucking quote. I'm keeping that. Hanu Toivonen is a bag of crap. <laughs> he he nice. did have a a pretty damn good mask though. The uh, any, anytime you can work a pair of human ears into a mask, it's pretty good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the second time in two nights we've talked about good blues masks, like uh, Marvin the Martian mm-hmm. with Patrick Lillian. Yep. Yes, the best yes. part of his that's game one. was his mask. Yes, yes. <laughs> and letting goals so, off his back. Would you yes, would you say was great at that? Would you say that was probably one of the most disappointing goalie acquisitions we've had? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was great everywhere else but here. Yeah. I was kind of looking forward to that. Oh, the lean, yeah. hey. The no. box. Yeah, he, he felt he faltered the playoffs before the lockout, and I think that put him on that path. There was rumor that he had LASIK eye surgery that went bad. Yeah. Was that ever confirmed? Oh boy. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was confirmed, but I, I do remember that was heavy talk at the end of that season. And they also had a goalie equipment change, uh, a rule change. With, right. Yeah. Right. The, 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 the inner, there's like a inner blade 
or something that they they took away from the goalie. The cheater blade. The cheater blade that allows them to to better push off when they're on their knees, yeah. right side to side. Yeah. And they took that away, and Aleem relied on that heavily. Right. Two, so we got him at the wrong time. Right. The the two goalies that <laughs> yeah. relied on that most heavily were Jose Theodore and Patrick Aleem. Yeah. So careers that spiraled after that point. Well, that's the true. stuff you find out by listening to Let's Go Booze Radio. Or podcasts about those teams. I'm sure they mentioned it too. Yeah, I, you know what? I, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> they should mention it. They should. This, they should this, quote us. This is say. information. Well, they're, they're hometown teams. They, mm-hmm. you know, although he was on this team when <laughs> those issues came That's about. True. So, That's a good point. So we, uh, we should know this. We should know this. Yeah. Again, something you won't get from two guys, one cup. Fuck those. Guys. No, never. <laughs> Ever. Too busy writing. Steven's the Steven's worst. Steven's too busy writing articles complaining about things. <laughs> yeah, right. And tweeting about stuff that nobody cares about, like soccer. I like soccer. <laughs> Dude, I'm wearing a fucking city kit right now. <laughs> it's a jersey. <laughs> Uh, or hockey shot clock. <laughs> do Do you find yourself? Um, do you for you're forcing yourself to say kit, aren't you? Oh yeah, See, yeah. yeah. I want to say do jersey. You so force bad. yourself to say pitch too, instead of field. Yes, me too. And yes. a part of me is like, mm-hmm. you know what? God damn it! Like D from. Okay, it's D. It's always sunny. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I just, I would, I just want to say field, and I just want to say jersey. I really do. I understand. You know that it's, Europe is kit and pitch in Europe. I get it. Everywhere else in the world, but it's not here. To be honest, you know, you know what has actually helped me with pitch. It was Ted Lasso. Okay. So even before City came, I was starting to say pitch. More really? And training. I and training instead of practice. I, I feel weird saying it. Just because it's not, it's not natural to me to say that. I played soccer yeah, we, most of my life growing up uh, as a kid, and uh, it was always field. It was never, never, never heard the word pitch ever until I don't know, as an adult. We, uh, I mentioned to you guys that we went in the Ferris wheel uh, last week. Um, my son and wife and a couple of our family members, and the, they were training. They had practice uh, in the practice fields, and I even caught myself saying it. I was like. Oh look, they're training over there. Uh, they're at training, and I was like, I just said training properly. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. <laughs> you know, some people that want to call hockey jerseys kits. Who who does that? You ever done that, Bill? You ever call a, no. a hockey jersey a kit? No. Some people try and do not, that. Not unless I was extremely drunk. Some people try and do that, and that that makes me angry. Yeah. I I can't really rationalize that anger. It's it's irrational, but. I don't care. I mean, it's not a, it's not a kit. It's a, it's a, it's a hockey jersey. A sweater. If you're going to say something different, say sweater. Right. Say sweater. Say the, sweater. The, the, yeah, there, there are some uh, fringe hockey fans who, you know, that like, <clears throat> I, I drive me nuts when they insist on calling it a sweater. You can't call it a jersey. You have to call it a sweater. No, I I have a closet full of jerseys. <laughs> yeah, that drives me nuts yeah. too. Like you're trying to be elitist. Like you're that's all you're doing when you say that. Well, it's like not not even some NHL players call it their jersey. Well, they used to be sweaters back when they were actually sweaters, right? Right. Like material it was like a right. sweater material. I, yeah, uh, I get it. I understand. Yeah, uh, but uh, I knew one guy that owned a New York Rangers sweater. And it was made of wool, and he could wear it <laughs> and go play shinny on a cold day and not get cold, right? 
I have an Oilers sweater. It's uh, from the original outdoor game, the um, Heritage one, Classic, two thousand two. Yeah, Heritage Classic. Yeah, I uh, that one is actually a sweater, and I love that thing. On cold days, I put that thing on, and I feel great. They didn't wear sweaters though; they wore jerseys. I mean, you, so you just—it's like a right. I'm pretty sure it wasn't it a little more insulated was it mm, i don't know i i have could be wrong it um, looks like a jersey but it is definitely a sweater i have the habs <laughs> jersey from that because that that game jose theodore wearing the toque on the hat like completely <laughs> changed everything right that that there there was Pre, pre that game and post that game when it comes to goalie fashion. And Jose knocked it out of the park, set the stage for yep. the next 20 years. That was 20 years ago. I know. Fucking I know. Old. We're old. We're old. That was before Austin was born. How about that? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back on track here, guys. We were talking before the break uh, in that game, especially with Vancouver, talking about these new I'm going to put on quotes, new guys for the Blues, because one of them is a returned guy. How good have Jakob Verana uh, again? I almost called him Sammy Kapanen again. Casperi uh, Kapanen and Sammy Blade Ben. Um how about some statistics to break this down, huh? How about that? Mm. Uh, so Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and Barbashev, and I'll add a little caveat here before I rattle off any stats here. I did leave out Nolachari um, in these stats because I feel that it's first, it's unfair because we're talking about three new guys, and the three big key pieces we moved were Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and Barbashev. So, uh, what do you say more productive than Barbashev, just to be argumentative. He was, yeah, yeah I'd say he okay. was. So, but he was on a one-year contract. Right. So for me, it's more <laughs> winning unlimited statistics are for losers. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Hotar, no one likes numbers, Hadley. Okay, guys, suck it. We're going to talk about him anyway. Um, nice. So between Barbashev, Tarasenko, and O'Reilly, uh, before they were traded from the Blues in 137 games. They had 32 goals, 50 assists, and 72 points. That's a points per game of .526. Kapanen, Verana, and Blay, since joining the Blues, have played a total of 50 games, so about eh, about a about about a third of what we saw from Tarasenko, Riley, Barbashev this year. 50 games. They have 23 goals, 15 assists, and 38 points. That is a points per game between the three of them of .760. So, again, that point percentage for uh, Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and Barbashev was .526. So they are actually outscoring Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and Barbashev before they were traded. Uh, If they played in as many games, they would have much more in terms of goals and points. Uh, And just for fun, I did, what have Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and Barbashev done since being traded? Uh, so they've played better. Uh, I will maybe make the case for O'Reilly because he's been out a while. But in 46 games since being traded from the Blues, those three have 13 goals, 18 assists, and 31 points. Uh, and uh, that is a .674 points per game. So again, Kapanen, Verana, and Blay have outscored them with their new teams at .760 points per game. So when all said and done, are fucking producing and producing at a high level. Uh, 
genius pickups, at least in a, and we say small sample size. Yes, it's small. It's, it's, you know, but honestly, at this point, Kaepernick has played 15 games. Vron has played 12. Blaze played 23. Um, That's a pretty big sample size at this point. And they're playing fucking well, very well on this roster. Do you know what else is a small sample size? Playoffs. So sometimes small sample sizes matter. Right. No, with Sammy Blay, it just feels like you know, he's he's destined to be a St. Louis Blue. Right? He went to the right. Rangers, got injured quickly, and just he couldn't. You know, I, the, the team is so talent laden. Um, you know, after bringing in uh, Panarin, and you know they've got Zabinajad, and you know they've they've got super high end talent on that team, and they had two very high draft picks in uh, Capocaco, best name in the NHL, and um, uh, Alexis Lafreniere. There's no way Blay is going to get the type of ice time that he needed to be effective. And he comes back here on a stripped down roster and God damn, he is like, if, if I were to go buy a Jersey tomorrow, I'm getting a Sammy Blay Jersey. He is my favorite player on this team. Excellent choice. He should be, he should be what people are latching onto that are, are, uh, constantly uh crying about Perron not being here. Uh I love David Perron, but Sammy Blay is the same kind of vibe. Um now he's not as, you know, talented as Perron is, but he wants to be here, right? And he's performing well here. Um I think uh so people that are, are homesick for Perron, maybe just channel that uh, towards Sammy Blay. And Jeff, I wanted to mention too that uh, Blay with his 17 points and Tarasenko was 15. We talked last night. You said that Tarasenko, uh, Blay was now scoring Tarasenko. And I said, I didn't think so. You were correct. He's up by two points. I guess Tarasenko has went into a little bit of a slump recently because Blay caught him and passed him. Yeah. Well, and I think Blay had two points last night. I yeah. Think, well, I last I looked at like three or four games ago, Blay was a few points behind Tarasenko. So, um, I guess I have not looked at the box score for Tarasenko the past week or so, so maybe he just hasn't produced. Right. Uh, and the Blues have scored 12 goals in the last two games. Right. 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 Defense be damned. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. I, I guess, I, I mean, winning's winning, and uh, who cares if you won six to five or, or won nothing. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think this offense is kind of uh, producing at a rate closer to what we expected coming into the season based on how they produced last season. Um, but uh, yeah, the defense is obviously an issue and uh, probably too little too late for the offense. So. Well, well, I, I want to add too. So you mentioned Sammy Blay uh, outscoring Tarasenko at this point. Uh, that's also in, uh, in goals. Because Blay right. has eight goals, Tarasenko only has six. Right. So goals and points. He's right. more of a goal scorer at this point than Vladimir Tarasenko is, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is so weird to say. Which is crazy because Tarasenko is playing with Panarin. Right. I mean, but those two guys should be lighting it up. Right. And what Tarasenko? What, what's the stat here? He's got fifteen assists. No, nineteen assists. Nine assists. Wait. Fifteen points. Oh. I'm reading the wrong line. <laughs> Nine assists, fifteen points. Again, I promise I didn't read this before we started. I, I, I we can all tell, Bill. You know, fifteen <laughs> points in twenty-three games isn't bad. It's just that it's funny because Blay is is outperforming him. 
Yeah. So yeah, it 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 is. And the fact again, talking about how he did not even score a goal for the New York Rangers. And then he comes in here fifty four games career high. Fifty four games. I think it was like fifty four games or something like that that he played yeah. for he didn't score a single fucking goal. In twenty three games, he has matched his career high. He's going to beat that this yeah, year. You think and so? he didn't score any goals in the first what? I, I didn't look. I mean, I think he played what, twenty or thirty games for the Rangers this year? Yeah. Oh, that, crazy. That's what I think. You know, I, I think I tweeted out optimism should be high for the offense, it, it, which is kind of weird to say because we traded away Tarasenko and, and O'Reilly and we, we brought in guys that, you know, were waived or and we got for a seventh round pick or, you know, a throw in on the, on the Tarasenko deal. So it's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I it, it, so you think that the offense would probably need another lead scorer, but with Cairo and Thomas, Hopefully, filling that role for elite right. scorers next season, maybe they'll be okay offensively. Then they can just focus on defense in the off season. Right. Well, and and that's what we talked about last night, right? So the Blues yeah. have about I think it's like seven million uh, in cap space going into next year. They don't have any UFAs on the roster because um, they signed Blay. I think he was the only one. End up and Grice, but they're gonna let him go. Why? Um, at least they should. See, ya. Um, but uh, yeah. I think, and, and we, again, talked about this last night with you, Kurt. Um, there's room if you can get him at five or five and a half. If, if there was a little kind of handshake deal before he left, maybe you go back and get O'Reilly for your middle six. And, and yes, that will take up a lot of your cap space. But if the goal is to try and get rid of at least one of those defensemen, that's going to free up more money to try and fix that defense. Now, I don't know if you're going to do it in one offseason, but if, but firing Van Ryn and then maybe making one switch and getting a defensive defenseman or two in there, that could help this defense a shit ton going into next year. Right. There there obviously has to be a change in how the defense plays next year. And, you know, it, we've, we've all been on the fire Van Ryn bandwagon for most of the season at this point. You know, maybe he pulls a trick out of his sleeve and, you know, going into training camp can develop a system that will support this offense and play defense. Um, I, I mean, I, I think right now we are seeing a, a team that does not have a connected offensive offense and defense, right? That's not a typical Ruby team. The, you know, the chains are off the offense, let them do what they're going to do. You know, this is, kind of the most exciting hockey we've gotten to see with this team mm-hmm. under Barubi. If you're going to lose, it's lose right. scoring five or six goals. <laughs> right. It's right. not going to be this way next year. <laughs> there is going to be an adjustment on the back end. And, you know, I, hopefully it doesn't require too much uh, offensive adjustment because Jakob Vrana, God damn, he's, like, you know, I, I made that joke about Van Ryan or uh, sorry, Van Ryan, uh, Mike Hoffman, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> scoring 40 in the, the short season. Jeez, uh, he's a 40 goal guy. He he really is a 40 goal guy. If if he gets a full season playing at this level. Are you making that prediction now? Oh, no. boy. <laughs> no, be, because there is going to be a change. And if they make the change and they make him play more defensive, his game is going to suffer. Yep. I And, and we've talked about this to death. It, it all boils down to 
if one of the current NTCs on defense waves their NTC. And if none of them do, this is what we got. You know, aside from a aside right. from and, switching and, up Bertuzzo or or Rosen or Tucker or you know the the, the bottom three, the bottom two, uh, you know, mixing a match and bringing somebody else, uh, whatever. Your top four are not changing. Right. That and, and that's what oh go ahead, Bill. I was just gonna say that's if that's the case, if none of those guys, you know, are willing to deal with the NTC. Van Ryan's got to go, right? It, you cannot bring him back to manage this defense because they have not been good. Oh, I think he needs to go end of season, day after the season's over. If you don't fire him, it's a mistake. Um, I'm with you that if you can make a change, maybe he can work something else out. But to me, his track record has not been good, even including the cup year. So I'm okay with them just saying, okay, we need a change back there. Um, and I think... My worry is if you can't get one of these guys to move their NTCs, what's the point to me? Like, what is the point of even trying to win the next four or five well, years? Because well, you, they you, ain't going to do it with this defense. Well, okay, I'll, I'll counter that with it. A completely different system and with a completely different defensive uh, coach um, can make all the difference. Um, I don't – I mean – and we can. I don't. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. I, I, I think they're individually. We talked about it before on the show that the the defensemen are talented individually, but for whatever reason, they are not gelling and working together at all. Uh, at, at times, they look look bad. I mean, just the, the responsibilities, the, the 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 their their situational awareness sucks. Um, and and to me, I think if you're not going to make a change with personnel, you absolutely have. To fire Van Ryan, and I don't, and and I think they were talking on the radio about um, uh, revamping the system for next season, and uh, I think Rivers was hinting that you know Wabarube and Van Ryan. I don't think he's going to come out and say that Van Ryan needs to be fired. Just not, you know, I don't think it's going it, to. He wouldn't say that, but. Uh, he hinted that, you know, oh, Barube and Van Ryan got to get together and, and, and come up with a new system. And I'm like, do you go that route or you bring in somebody else to come up with a new system? Because honestly, that should have been done before this season because last season's defense was bad. And nothing changed going into this season with the same personnel. So I don't, I'm not sure what they would change that they shouldn't have done last offseason. Yeah, they, oh, well, and they've I, regressed they've been for years that they need to do something with this defense. I'm just saying, especially from last season to this season, because yes. it's it's the exact same personnel, uh, right? And it's just oh, well, we got a the Dexter sighting. Yeah, he's, he's making we have his a, rounds. A Dexter photobomb. I yeah. love it. He's yeah. making his rounds. He's awake. <laughs> <laughs> he's no longer sleeping. Oh, he's a good boy. Yeah, he's a good. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, but yeah, talk about this offense. Let's talk positive. I think if you go into the in the next year with this offense, and Kapanen, and Verana, and Blake can even play at a seventy-five percent clip of what they're playing at now, I'm not worried about the offense at all. Uh, they're not the prolific well, offense we saw last year, but you add those three guys to Buchnevich. Thomas, Kairou, Torpchenko, who can play well yeah. offensively. Sod. 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 Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty still good top nine in the NHL. You know, I said that 
from last season to this season, I was not worried about the offense. And it was touch and go for most of the season. I was like, we'd look great for a little bit and we'd look awful and out of sync for a while. The offense was, it was a shell of its former self from last season with the nine 20 goal scorers. Um, losing Perron should not have decimated the offense that, that, I mean, I love Perron. He's a 20 plus goal guy. You know, he's not a 50, 60 goal scorer. Um, he shouldn't have been that detrimental to the fall off in the offense uh, until recently. So yep. I don't, well, I, it, 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 all, it all depends. You, you, you go from season to season, you know, players can perform at different levels. I'm hoping, like you said, that they can maintain close to this level uh, next season. And then, yes, I agree with you that uh, that should, on paper, the offense should be fine. Well, and let's add in that, and that, and I think that, again, I've said this before, I think the reason David Perron was was let go was because I think the thought was, well, this is Jake Neighbors' year to step in. He didn't quite do that this year. Another year under the belt for Jake Neighbors? Maybe yeah. he breaks out next year. Maybe. I also think, too, we had nine 20-goal scores last season, and they're all coming back except for Perron. So I yeah. think that that probably is well. We're very deep offensively. We can afford to lose a Peron. I mm-hmm. I think that probably played into it quite a bit too. Yep. Right. I agree. From from a numbers perspective, yes. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, uh, Alan Walsh uh, retweeted the picture of the uh, uh, thousand game jersey uh, that was uh, presented to David Peron. Um, yeah. That uh, you know, it's the Blues jersey, and you know he made the comment that he was the heart and soul of this team, and oh, I I think it's, it's agent. An, right, it's an agent <laughs> overselling it a little bit, but I I think there's you know there is an element of chemistry that just disappeared with Perron. Yeah, I mean, oh, especially and, and, with the captain. Yeah, with O'Reilly because his numbers suffered. Bad, yeah. Uh, right. Especially hey, early. In hey, the Ryan. You know we we know you're really good playing with David Perron. You guys had great chemistry, but uh, we got you a Josh Levo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. There, you know, Levo's filling in. What? Yeah, and they actually looked good for a little bit. But you know what? That's you. I don't think anybody expected that to last a long time. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where hey, it's working. It's hot right now. We'll stick with it while it's hot, but it's going to cool off pretty soon, and then you got to figure it out. Yeah, you had a Levo O'Reilly sod line, and that comes from the year before, where basically you just replaced Perron with Levo because Perron was on that line. So yeah, they looked better uh, than O'Reilly's looked in any other. But yeah, replacing Perron with Levo, that yeah, that's not going to create a lot of goals. Yeah, and we also didn't have that that nice one timer on the left side on the power play right. either. So that. Uh... That hurt. Although, did they really try Levo there? Not on the power play, I don't think. Not much. I know Tarasenko tried to develop a one-timer. Remember that? When he was, like, mm-hmm. taking a lot of one-timers in practice and trying to... <laughs> I, I mean, a guy with his skill level, and he just... He's not a good... He can't one-time the puck like uh, you think he should be able to. Mm, I, I, that's... Right. That's always been disappointing to me. I mean, I that, that was like my one one of the big things with him. I was like disappointed. I'm like, you don't have a right. one timer, really? If right. he had a quicker release, he would put up 50 goals a year. 
Yeah, he wanted to get he when he hit forty, he said, "I want to get 50 and never touched, never came close to it. Uh, yeah, I agree, Jeff. He 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 takes too long to get his shot off, and he scores. He scored a lot with that, but man, if he could just get it off quicker, right? I mean, and, he should be able to. For for him to come in here to be the most prolific scorer since Brett Hull and not have a quality one timer, <laughs> that's that's not yeah. the way you do it. Although that one goal he scored when he came back from his shoulder, uh, oh yeah, issue like, early oh, on the first couple he, games, he found a one timer, oh, oh, a one timer from the near boards that was like oh like just under the bar from the angle. I'm like, holy shit, where has that been his entire yeah. career? And yep. then that was really all it was. It was just the one. <laughs> one trick yeah. pony right, right. there. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, so we talked about the offense and the defense. Let's talk a little bit about goaltending. The Blues assigned Joel Hofer to Springfield following the Blues' seventh loss to L.A. on Send Sunday. Him down. This was the original plan and not related to the horrific game on Sunday. Uh, Says Hofer, the press release. Right. Yeah, I think it's true. I actually believe that. For I the most the part. Yeah, was I, to get him a couple more games and then send him down for the playoffs in, yeah. in the let's, AHL. Let's expose him to a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let, and let's expose him to a playoff team with a Blues defense. because. The Blues defense showed its true colors that night. Let's. No this bad. is the defense that Jordan Bennington and Tom Thomas Grice have seen all year. Yeah. They no. the play for the kid mentality that we saw in the Detroit games and um, uh, the other game he played Washington. in Washington. Washington. Yep. Uh, that was that was completely gone against LA. There was none of that there. Well, and and LA is also playing at an extremely high level right now. Um, right. That was a, that was an entertaining game. That was that was fun. Kept coming back. Kept coming back. You know, now it's score. Kept coming back. Uh, fun game. Frustrating game. Uh, the third period. I didn't watch past the first period because you know Monday's a school day, and yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to, you know, get into an emotional arrangement with the Blues that late on a Sunday night at this point in the season when there's no hope. Yeah, I actually watched the um, uh, friend of the show, Amanda Levier, uh, play in the uh, Isabel Cup um, for the uh, PHF uh, that night instead. I, I mean, I was flipping back to the Blues game when I could, but... When they were down 5-2, I was really like, okay, I'm all in on this PHF final. Unfortunately, Amanda lost uh, in overtime in that game. She played great. Uh, Minnesota Whitecaps lost to the Toronto Six. Uh, but a uh, little preview for everyone. Uh, if you haven't listened to any of our episodes with Amanda, she's been on twice. I don't know if you guys listen to those shows. It's always just been me doing it because it's over the summer. She is an excellent guest. We talk professional playing in a professional league, getting ready for professional games. I mean, we talk about everything. Uh, last time she was on, we talked about an injury she had and how recovery goes for professional athletes. Uh, mentality of coming back from an injury. I mean, great insight from Amanda. We will have her on again this summer. Uh, we've already talked about it. So um, maybe I'll, maybe Bill, maybe I'll get you to join us this time. We can talk a little goalie. That'd be great. Yeah, Has uh uh, Matt Harris has been talking up quite a bit in the chat. Ha- has anything been mentioned about uh, to Matt Harris and others about um, the surprise in the uh, end of the show? No? No. No, okay. Stay tuned for the end of the show, Matt stay, Harris. Stay tuned for the end of the show, Matt Harris. 
<laughs> wow, Bill. Jesus. Um, I won't mention what you just sent to me in private chat. Good Lord. <laughs> well, now you got it. Ken Morris. No, please don't. Um, Ken Morris says, uh, uh, Amanda interviews were great. Yeah. Levier. We've had her on the last two summers. Look them up. They're, uh, they're, they're again, some of my favorite episodes and, uh, not just cause Kurt and Bill weren't there, but Amanda is one of the best guests we've ever had. Uh, so again, talking about Joel Hofer, uh, he's going to make uh, help Springfield make its 2023 Calder cup playoff one he, run. Excuse me. He made five starts during his stint with the Blues, posting a 3-0-1 record to go along with a 279 goals against average and a 915 save percentage. Uh, he ranks fifth in the AHL overall in wins, fourth in save percentage, and second in shutouts. Uh, you guys talked a lot about Hofer last week, so I don't want to rehash anything, but I liked his call-up this time around better than last time. He he came up and got a win in his first game. I think it was against San Jose. Surprise, Blues beat San Jose. Yeah. And um, sorry, come on, Teal Town. Yeah, Get your team, uh, and then let's go. And then I think he looked a little rough in his second game uh, last year. But uh, this Wasn't time, I thought Carolina. He was, I think Carolina. That sounds right. Um, and yeah, and he looked great. I thought this whole call up. Um, Again, that L.A. game, maybe a little rough, but again, I think we saw the true colors of the Blues defense. Uh, he will be the backup next year. I could see the Blues maybe pulling a, well, I guess Thomas Grice is the best example, but a Brian Elliott comes to mind a move where they're like, let's sign a veteran to challenge him for the backup. But Brian Just. Elliott came out flying in that training camp and screwed <laughs> over Ben Bishop. Yeah. So that was that. That's I, you got to think that's not going to happen again. But I can see them doing something like that. But I think at the end of the day, Joel Hofer it, is your backup goalie next year. Yeah, and it might be something just for training camp, like a. Just for the intent of like a John Gillies, a John Gillies. Just I was to, just thinking John Gillies, just to challenge him in camp to make him I work. Have- I would John yeah. Gilly stick right back here. And then nothing's a given. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Hofer. I, I mean, I no. can't. Uh, I, I'm excited about uh, the, the future of the goaltending. I think, uh, you know, the very small sample size uh, in the NHL, he's looked good. He's looked quick. Um, positionally sound for the most part. Um, again, and is also very susceptible to uh, poor defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I, I, I was, I was disappointed when they signed Grace. If, if they were gonna, you know, I, I wanted, I wanted Huso back. I want, I like that tandem, and I think Hofer is the best alternative to Bennington Huso. So I'm looking forward to next season. Um, goodbye, uh, Thomas Grace. Um, you know he's he backed up the games um, like he backed up uh, when Hover got what start was that? Bennington was the scratch or no? It was uh, uh, the, the Anaheim game. Bennington got the start and Hover got scratched. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, actually, I think was it the second Detroit game? Maybe Bennington sat that game too. I don't think yep. he. I think he was in the box. Yep. Um, but yeah, either way, I yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I said earlier this week on Twitter, um, and he, yes, thank you. You know what? Comment of the show goes to my friend Greg Boswell Hotard. Goalies can't stop backdoor tap-ins. Thank you. Can you please tell every damn Blues fan on Twitter 
that's the case, I mean, maybe you stop a couple when you get lucky. Another goal in Bennington. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> Throw up a um, save percentage. Save percentage is terrible because he faced six backdoor tap-ins and only stopped two. He's only faced four shots, give him two goals. Yeah. It's terrible. Fucking Unbelievable. Ridiculous. You you missed that part of the show where we talked about you calculating save percentage as he went along last night and how disappointed oh, you were. No, I did I did hear you touch on a part of that. Um, I was trying to I was like oh we should a few more shots and he can have a ninety save percentage, nine hundred save percentage for the game and then the next yeah, shot went in. Next shot yep. went in and it's like motherfucker. So you're saying it's Kurt's fault? Damn it, Kurt. totally. I, totally. I always and I'm sure you. Uh, goalie Bill, I'm sure you do the same thing. Like, okay, we've got uh, he's allowed one goal on five shots. Okay, five more shots and some 900 save percentage. All right, there we are. We're 10 shots. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Now 15. Oh, 18 shots, one goal against. Pretty good save percentage this game. Oh, next one goes in. Damn it. Back below 900 again. And it's like a vicious cycle. So, okay, got to get a few yeah. more shots to get back above 900. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I used to do that at the the height of my uh, my uh, adolescent depression. So I try not to do it so much anymore. Did you do it when but, you were in goal? Uh, I, mean, I always wondered about goalies. Like, do they look at the shots and think about their save percentage in the game oh, at the time? I'll tell you, my oh, goalie does. I know he does. Oh, he he asked me how many shots he's faced. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't know. It's the second period. Yeah, no, I there 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 was a while that I was obsessed with that, and I always way way overestimated how many shots I had. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm that's, totally that's rocking a 96. It's, it's more like a 75. <laughs> yeah, my, my goalie will come in after our games and he'll go, oh, I faced 42 shots. And I'll just look at him and be like, nah, the 13, fuck dude. you did, 13. dude? <laughs> and he's like, no, I know, I counted. And I'm like, dude, they're 15-minute periods. There's no way you pay half the – more than half the play was down on the other end. You have to tell him you can't count warm-ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't stop those. Don't worry. <laughs> it's because you're shooting at his head. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. and goalies, goalies don't like it when you actually come in and make a move. They just want to take long shots. They want straight on shots. That's they want to they feel that. They want to get a feel for the puck. I get it. But yeah. you know what? So in the pregame's warm ups for the forwards too. Eh, is it yeah, though? A little, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> you want to get a feel for shooting the puck? Sure. I don't think we need warm ups that much. Maybe one or two shots, but. Shoot him when the goalie's not in. He's not in the whole time for warmups. Oh yeah, you, but, but shooting on a goal with a goalie in it is much better. Much oh, shoot at shooting. the post. You got to try and hit the post. Unless I'm you're saying. our good friend Chris Schmieder, and then there's definitely two going off my skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I was standing behind the goal at one time at the at just playing at the park, right? And he drilled me in the back. <sighs> oh, I was like, don't shoot! My parents were there. I was like, they walked up, and I was talking to him, and he sh- took a shot and drilled me right in the spine. I'm like, fuck! Yeah, you deserved it after. Oh, I went belt. down like a. Oh, I went down like a. <laughs> That was well, like a guy who got hit in the spine. <laughs> well, crazy. there you go. He, he karma came at him before he even did what he did to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, pretty awesome news here, actually, and it sucks that I'm busy this Saturday. Uh, got an all-day tournament. Austin's playing in it as well. Um, but uh, and a couple of our listeners, uh, including Greg Hotard. Uh, Centene Community Ice Center to host the USA Hockey Disabled Festival. Uh, begins tomorrow on March 30th. Uh, the festival includes the Sled Hockey National Championship. It will also uh, 
host a record 130 teams throughout the weekend. So the main place for it is Centene Community Ice Center, but it will also be, excuse me, at Maryville University Ice Center in Chesterfield and the Ice Zone in Hazelwood. Uh, they'll have some games there. Uh, games at the Centene Community Ice Center and Maryville University will be streamed on Live Barn, which uh, Curtin Bill. You guys don't play anymore. Do you know what Live Barn is? No. Mm-mm. Live Barn is actually uh, some rinks have adopted it here in St. Louis, and it's kind of nice. Um, it's literally just in uh, a 24-hour feed of hockey going on at these arenas. Oh, so, I'm like, never you know, playing again. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, I, you know, I play some men's league games. Uh, I don't do it at either of those rinks, but I believe Creve Core has it. And so I'm like, if I wanted to pay, I think it's like 10 bucks a month for live live barn. You just pay it and you can watch hockey anytime you want. It's just a live feed and you can watch past games. And it's actually a really cool program. But uh, yeah, so if you're interested in watching any of it, you can download live barn. They may even have a a, a uh, sample if you want to try it. Uh, that's for Centene and Maryville. Blind, deaf, and hard of hearing, special, standing amputee, and warrior hockey will be featured the first weekend with 58 different teams and over 1,000 players taking the ice. Sled hockey will take center stage the second weekend, including the Toyota USA Hockey uh, Sled Hockey National Championship. A total of 72 sled teams will compete in seven adult and five youth divisions. So a bit, this is actually, I, I know, you know, we're all here talking about the blues and, you know, the NHL. This is a big deal. This is a huge deal. And the fact that St. Louis got it this year is huge. So if you're not doing anything this weekend, check out the schedules at Centene and Maryville and Ice Zone. Check out some of these games. It's uh, very exciting stuff to, to have it host here in St. Louis. We were supposed to be doing something this weekend. The Blues are playing in Nashville. And we all agreed to go. And a couple of you hosers backed out. Mm. Yeah. What are you doing? Kurt, are you going? I was going to. We Amy and I were going to go. And then I was like, we're well, going to. Nobody, nobody else is going. So uh, we we're going to go somewhere else. And then we decided not to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but we're get, we signed up for uh, uh, seven hours of pickleball on Saturday, so that'll be fun. Wow! Yeah, that's a lot. That I'm looking lot. forward to cutting my grass for the first time. This I am not. <laughs> well, I'm not I don't. Yet. I don't know. Uh, it's supposed to be really shitty weather here. Be very safe, those of you in St. Louis. Be very safe on Friday. Shit, like rain or what? Like super bad thunderstorms. Yeah, on Friday. On Friday. Hmm. Okay. Awesome. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, I, the, the whole Nashville thing, you know, we had a great time when we went down there last year until we got back and we're sick for like three days, what? but not with COVID. Right. I wasn't sick. Uh, I, I, I was knocked the fuck out when we got back, but I, I mean, I had a great time. I was, I really did want to go this year, but, uh, we've, uh, you know, we have a couple of trips coming up in May and June mm-hmm. and, uh, well, I, yeah. I do too. I do too. We're going to the Ozarks and then we're going to, uh, 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 uh Virginia. So, uh, uh, Austin was supposed to go. Jeff was supposed to go and you guys backed out a bunch of losers. I gave you my reasoning. I know why you. I know we didn't go. You still backed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't. Just, it honestly wasn't because of the tournament that Austin and I are playing in. It's 
It's it, and I'll just say it on air. It's because if the Blues were playoff bound or even battling, really Fair truly battling fan. for, hang on, really truly battling for a playoff spot, it would be so easy to tell my wife, "Hey, let's go watch the Blues in Nashville." Hell yeah, that Fair sounds like fun. Let's do it. You can call her a Fairweather fan. It's not me because if I asked her now, who wears let's the go pants to in Nashville? She does. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants right now. <laughs> That's a dumb um, question. I knew the answer to that question. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I, I, 100% we'd be going if the Blues were in a playoff position, but because they're not, and, and it's not because they're not, it's because there were high hopes going into this year. And she is so down on the Blues right now, she would laugh at me if even I even asked. So next year, when the hopes aren't as high going into the year, I will easily be able to say, let's go to Nashville for a game. Yeah, sure. See, Sounds like fun. See, but okay. So to me, like the game is like the centerpiece of the trip. However, there's Friday night there. And it was a, it's a Saturday game, right? Yeah, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next year, they might not play in Nashville on a Saturday. It might be a fucking Sunday at four o'clock game. Because this, the, like, because the, for a couple of years, they didn't have the Saturday game in Nashville. Right. I yeah, just have so. to hope they will. Mm-hmm. There's, there's um, Saturday after the game because it's an afternoon game. So after the game on the strip. Yep. So yep why don't go you fucking go if you're going to bitch uh, about it? Just go. I was expecting a group trip. That's what I was expecting. Oh, and then man. when the group bails, it's like, well, fuck. Yeah. Um, Vanessa, a uh, friend of the show here, Vanessa Graff, who uh, is part of our panel for the uh, summer, uh, what's it even called? <laughs> summer series blues all-time team. Uh, she'll be part of the panel to help pick uh, players to be picked by the fans. We'll explain later what that means. But uh, I love this comment from Vanessa. She says, your birthday better be soon, Jeff. I have a near 10-page report on prospects for you about to be ready. Um, so, <laughs> Vanessa, you are. I haven't told you this yet. I'm telling you this now. You are scheduled to be on for our show that will air on April 26th. Uh, we can record before that. It won't be a live show unless you want it to be. Um, my birthday is April 25th. So, yes, my birthday is soon. And we will be having that episode uh, right after my birthday. So, yes, good she call, has, Vanessa. She has a 10-page report on prospects. Did she watch eight hours of footage for every prospect like any responsible uh wannabe uh podcaster does she actually watches the springfield game so i think she has more I'm, than eight hours i am well okay I, i'm you know i'm going with that <laughs> i yes i think i think a lot of us do yes <laughs> you didn't get the drop on him no ah Aha! Aha! That's from a movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was called an asshole. He called me an asshole. Oh yeah, you were. Well, you uh, were an, was asshole. an asshole. Yeah, I think he did call me an asshole. I think he called you an asshole. I was just, I was just paying a compliment on his 1.5 million listens per episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. I was. Congratulations, uh, dude. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, we haven't hit that, and we've been around for 12 years. Uh, 
Next up for the Blues, Thursday at Chicago at 7.30. Uh, Saturday, they play in Nashville at 12 o'clock, as we've mentioned. Sunday, they're back in St. Louis versus Boston at 2.30. Tuesday, they play Philadelphia at 7 o'clock. A couple notes on those. The Thursday game tomorrow night, as well as the uh, Tuesday night game here in St. Louis, they are going to air on Valley Sports Midwest Extra, if you have cable. So uh, because of Cardinals conflicts, which... It, I don't have a problem with, especially this year, with the Blues not this, being a yeah. playoff team. This year yeah, different. no problem. The only one that I'll say, and I think it's it's tomorrow, the, the Cardinals played, what, two? And you're telling me you're concerned that the Cardinals game's not going to end by 7.30 against Chicago? They want to replay the Cardinals game right <laughs> yeah, away. Actually, you're probably right. I bet they have a replay scheduled for seven o'clock. You know what? Yeah. I, I'm almost I'm almost tired of hearing people complain about, say, the Blues being moved to Fox uh, Bally's Extra or whatever it's going to be on or a different station. It's like you know what? I, the only thing, the legit complaint is like DVRs that go to schedule it, like if they're not going to be home, and. Right. It's, and it won't pick it up if it changes channels, uh, something like that. That's a legit complaint. But as far as just like, oh, I don't get that station. God damn it. And like, well, you know what? Get the station. I don't know what to tell you, people. It's yeah. Like, I, I, I'm tired of hearing that, that, oh, it's on a station I don't get. I don't have that. I don't have this. Well, get it. If you want to watch the games, get it. I mean, it's out there. Yeah. It's available. Get it. You can watch any game there- you want. Get it. There are ways to get every single game. I hate I hate to say it because I get the blackout restrictions fucking suck. But like to just sit on social media and bitch about it every time it happens, just you have the opportunity to fix that yourself. Just fix it. It's like, you know, you, uh, if you're older, you know, back in the day, half the games were on TV anywhere. So you couldn't yeah. watch them anyway. Now they're all available on TV and you got, yeah, you got to pay to watch them. But you know what? Suck it up. If you want to watch them, some you, get a second not, job. Not everything's for free. You, I mean, you gotta. I don't know. I, I I was on that boat for a while about oh, it's annoying. It changes stations, but you know what? It's on TV. It's out there. Yeah. I mean, they're all of them are. Yep. Just I agree. I, I don't Black, know. And and Kyle Beaver in the chat. Black House are ridiculous. I agree. I agree. And time Blackouts this time and day. It's it's ridiculous that we still have that. But I do think to sit and bitch as much as people do. Come on. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, Hotard says uh, NHL needs to look at what the MLS is doing and take note. I I kind of agree with that, um, but I, I I'm not. I wouldn't say Apple TV is the way to go, but I like what they're doing. No blackouts, uh, subscription yeah. service. Um, you can share it with some friends and make it super cheap if you want, like what we're doing. So, did you guys get to watch the Pujols? Uh, uh, I did. Well, it was free. Seven on Thomer. It was right. free. I was, they made it. Just, they made it that. I had that a, game. They made free. I had a prior engagement that I could not get out of, and I actually was going to try to, but I couldn't. Um, because I was I, I, like, if there's going to be a game, because he had what three home runs that game? Two or three? He had two. He had two that game. He had, he had two. He had one to tie. And, one. To, and I even said. I was like, watch, not because we're gone, but because the game's on Apple TV. This is yeah. where he's going to hit seven hundred. And it's yeah, gonna that piss was, everyone off. That was right. a shame. Yeah, I actually like Apple TV's presentation for baseball games. Uh, their oh, on-screen graphics are fantastic. I think their graphics for MLS. I don't know what they're doing. They, they leave a lot to be desired, but whatever. But baseball is great. I like their coverage. Oh no, the, the coverage well, I like is fine. The, the, the coverage, but the cover, the, not the like not the Fox the score the, the bug score box. And, yeah. Score bug. yeah, the score bug is like 
It's like very basic. Looks default. Looks like a default uh, yeah. courier new font. It's like, what are you doing? So, uh, right. yeah, I, but I, I do like the idea of no blackouts and having a subscription service for the NHL. That'd be great. Um, let's do it. Uh, so we've got Matt Harris in the chat saying, uh, I just don't understand the blackout policy. Now you're losing more money in potential ad revenue than you'd be making with the current ticketing policy. Ridiculous. I agree, but the problem is they, they want the money up front and that's why they sign these TV contracts because they get all that money and it's like, Oh my God, we have so much money now. Whereas if you did it the way, like we want them to, they're not getting that money up front. They're not seeing the money they're going to get. They want the guaranteed thing. And that's why they still do it this way. I do think they will eventually change. But right now, it's still all about the TV contracts. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. So we'll start. Uh, uh, Austin made a joke before the show that we need to start talking this, uh, calling this segment the rapid fire pride night tidbits from around the nhl <laughs> because it seems like that's all we talk about with this anymore yep, yep um unfortunately uh so nhl commissioner gary bettman says the league will evaluate its pride nights in the offseason after several players have refused to wear pride themed jerseys this season he says quote this is the first time we've experienced that and i think it's something that we're going to have to evaluate in the offseason uh, this is what Bettman told uh, CTV News on Monday in Ottawa. Uh, a handful of players have objected to participating in pregame warmups that include pride-themed jerseys in recent weeks, citing their religious beliefs. Pride nights have been held annually by several NHL teams for years. Bettman said the league has been, quote, aggressive and supportive in the profile and platforms it's been consistently using for pride nights. He says, quote, this is one issue where players, for a variety of reasons, may not feel comfortable wearing the uniform form as a form of endorsement but i think that it's become more of a distraction now because the substance of what our teams and we have been doing and stand for is really being pushed to the side for what is a handful of players basically have made personal decisions and you have to respect that as well i was with you gary until that very last statement you have to respect that as well i'm sorry i don't respect that we we talked we talked about this last week about how the NHL is going to have to revisit this and do something about it differently because they can't keep doing this. They can't keep with players, you know, speaking out. It's bad PR. It makes the league look stupid. It makes, you know, you, you get players being called all kinds of names, bigots, because, you know, they're, you act like one, you get called one. Um, so I don't, the league doesn't want that and they got to revisit it. And, and uh, you saw this coming a mile away, I think. Yeah, you you called it last week. You said pretty much verbatim the NHL is going to revisit this in the off season. They have to. I, they I, have. You, they can't keep doing this. Uh, this is a bad. It right. looks bad. It's embarrassing. It's it's stupid. You get, I mean, you, you, the the whole team is participating or wants to, and one except for one player, and all the focus is on that one player and not the rest of the of the team that's actually participating. And you know, it's just a it's just a bad look. Uh, Matt Harris, a total sidetrack here, but I think Austin, you were the one that showed this. When is LGB Radio going to have their annual Pride Night episode? Good idea. I don't. I'm guessing that's a joke, but Matt, seriously, if I there's like something it. you have in mind, I would love to do something like that. I've already got um, the lights behind me. I got rainbow yeah, kind of things right. going. <laughs> no, if you uh, seriously, <laughs> Matt, let's, let's let's talk off I, air. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk uh, uh, off air, Matt. Orange. I'd love to do something it's, like that. That'd be fun. 
It's orange. No, it's not. It's salmon. <laughs> Which is orange. It's no salmon's no. more pink. That's true. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I, I mean, I've spoken to this at ad nauseum. Um, I don't know what else we can say here, Kurt. I, I missed the part that you guys talked about this, but. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, apparently, I agree with you that this had to be addressed. Um, it's the fact that that it's taken the the thing that's taking the media spotlight is not anymore. Hey, this team had a pride night. How great is that? Hockey's for everyone. Now it's well, teams aren't really doing the pride night because they're not doing the theme jerseys. Um, the jerseys are only just, a part of it too, which is it's sad that there are other things that are being done. That but the jerseys are like the most uh, visual thing to to the rest of the hockey community that's not at the game necessarily. You know, you can see you can, they'll show video clips of the team in warmups wearing the wearing the jerseys. So that's uh, and I really it, it would it would be nice if uh, like Bill suggested they that they the NHL just give like exemptions to Russian players who are doing this because of uh, possible fear of persecution because of that law in Russia, you know, that that's, I guess, but even, even though recently though, that they said there's no legit concern for that, you know, it's kind of like a manufactured thing. Um, there is legit concern. No, they said there's no proof of any, I mean, now there might be concern that what could happen, but they came out and said that there's no proof that anything has been these, said or done people to still have families in Russia. I understand, right. but I'm saying that nothing has been, there's no inclination that anyone's in danger because of it. That's what I, I know. And they're not going to come out. Russia's not going to come out and say that there is an issue. I'm not, you do it's, it. but it's, it's the threat of persecution, right? right? Yes. But, there, but even it, it, it's all it has to do. All it has to be is perceived by a Russian player that they could be subject to persecution. <clears throat> I'm not going to say that James Reimer is going to be subject to persecution by his church. And if he is, well, what good is your he, church? He, he should already be subject to persecution because he's picking and choosing right. and he doesn't, you know, follow the letter of the law with his church anyway. So, right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's a different story for a different day. But for I'm people, right. people who are legitimately worried about persecution for participation, you give them a contractual out. I agree. I agree. But I but I think that I think that um, that people use that have used that as an excuse recently. Uh, Russians have when there's been no threat of that per se. So, I'm. I'm more concerned overall with James Reimer, the stalls, which, by the way, uh, Mark, I, is it I, Mark, who's a complete no, fucking oh, liar. He it was wore Eric. it the year before. Eric, he yeah, wore he clearly it he wore one before, bro. Yeah. They, they, they showed that video clip of him denying it, and then right after they cut to the him taking, uh, taking warm-ups. That damn the right there, winning unlimited. Uh, why are they worried about Pride Night jerseys from their religion, but not a devil? As a great, great example of it, right there. I can't be traded to the New Jersey Devils because of religious problems. With it. <laughs> you know, like that's we've never heard that being a problem. But that's, because yeah. it's a it's a gay Pride Night, and they have to wear colorful jerseys. You know this the episode of Seinfeld. 
the episode of Seinfeld when Putty addresses it paints his face for the Devils, Devils game. The Devils, yeah. right? And it gets in the the face of the pastor that's in or the preacher that's in the in the car, uh, and freaks him out. That's funny. So we, that could, that could be like a mashup clip with this whole subject. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, have Putty in a uh, pride jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, though, with the with the Devils. There's no outrage about that. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I never thought about that. Damn, winning unlimited, bringing the <laughs> bringing the inside here. It's, an, it's it. an interesting little uh, talking point. Uh, well, to the you've whole talked, Kurt, about you know premarital sex. You know, I mean, we can't, we don't know for sure if James Reimer, for example, has ever had premarital sex, but. Let's just say a lot of us have. Well, Provorov uh, is living. Provorov used the same Russian Orthodox, you know, uh, excuse, and he's living with his girlfriend. So, you know, I'm yeah. sure that they're just not, you know, close friends. Oh no, there's separate bedrooms. Yeah, right. Sure. Two beds separate in the same bedrooms. room at most, right? Yeah. At like most, the, they hold hands mm-hmm. when they're watching TV. Yeah. Just, just over it's the close like stuff. Roommate. Just over yeah. the close stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does hand stuff count? <laughs> that's a, I'm, I feel that's like a, that. I feel like that's something I'm about to ask my mom when I was like I, 15. I want to. Does hand some, stuff count, mom? I want to. I want to talk to a Russian Orthodox expert if hand stuff counts. <laughs> <laughs> and can it be someone else's hand? I mean, does it make a difference? Yours or someone else's? The uh, what's that called? The uh, the 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 Dutch rudder. Dutch. Zach and Mary make a porno. My my words are failing me at this late hour. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's called the Dutch Rudder. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. That's enough. We, um, we, should, we should just call that uh, future segments the hypocrisy uh, segments. Yeah. I agree. Hi- hypocrisy and ridiculousness. <laughs> And change it from rapid fire tidbits to hypocrisy and ridiculousness. Uh, Matt Harris, Kurt, does hand stuff count price? <laughs> There's your <laughs> nickname. That is, that's a flash in the past. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the question I always ask uh, the parents of girls I go out with the first time. <laughs> does hand stuff count? Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so, uh we'll talk about the Nashville Predators here in a minute. Uh the Nashville Predators have erected its first statue outside of Bridgestone Arena. Uh Pecorine. Uh not really That's a quick. surprise there. That's what? quick. Quick uh, quick statue yeah, I like it. I, I I like that they did it right away. Uh, I think that's cool. Um so the banner predators unveiled better. Yeah, banner would have been better. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh the predators unveiled an eleven foot five inch bronze statue of the former goalie, a nine hundred pound likeness that captured Rene with his mask off, uh raising his stick in tribute to the fans. It was modeled on a pose Rene struck after his last game when we recorded his sixtieth uh, NHL shutout making 30 saves in a 5 nothing win against the Carolina Hurricanes on May 10th, 2021. So talking about how quick it was to get this done, uh, this was a model after his last game. So was it like that night? Like, hey, <laughs> get to work on this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it had been funny if the statue would have been him standing on the ice looking up at a banner that's being raised. <laughs> Well, he's never had to do that because they've never raised a Stanley Cup banner. No, no, but they've raised banners with him there. That they raised Have a, they, though? 
Yeah, they raised the. They, they, ra- they, have they had like a cer- ceremony. Yes, they had a ceremony for all their. Yes, winners? that was yeah. the, oh, the, t- the 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 winning the uh, the, the the Western Conference yeah. uh, and going to the final, and they had a they had a banner raising ceremony for that. Oh my! That's God. what that's ceremony? what the whole thing comes from. You didn't know that? I I guess I just blocked it out of my head. Well, that they were actually having ceremonies. I'm not I'm not sure how much of a ceremony it was, but they did raise it um, before the first game, first home game of the season next season with with the team watching it so that's like a ceremony oh man i should look it up that blows my mind i'm sure it's on youtube Jeez. um <laughs> you lose yeah, your thought? but either <laughs> way yeah yes, this is blowing words. my mind yeah uh no uh i will admit and i think i've even said this on the show he, he was a blues killer mm-hmm. but i always appreciated pecorine i loved his goalie style um just an awesome dude to watch in net. Uh, I had a young goalie um, that I was when I was coaching, and I told him like, "Hey, next time the Blues play the the Nashville Predators, watch Pecorine. You will learn everything you need from that guy." Uh, just loved the way he played the game, and honestly, at the time when he was playing, one of my favorite players in the NHL. Hated playing against him, but loved watching him otherwise. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I I, I kind of teased that I was going to talk to break down a little bit of uh, uh, Thatcher Demko's game. Uh, you know, Demko is such a you know a dedicated like he's just dedicated to the uh, theoretical style that you should play. We were when we were watching him last night, and I was I was just amazed like how quickly he was going you know into the the reverse vh while the pucks still just along the board right nothing's coming at the net pecorine i you know was the kind of goalie who ad-libbed a lot not nowhere near what dominic Hoshek did right that guy was a freak pecorine was you know just a, a lot more controlled about it but so big and used his size to his advantage but didn't rely solely on technique like i think thatcher demko is doing to his detriment at this point um yeah i for for nashville to to you know honor Rene with the first real you know they're not retiring do they retire did they retire? Are they going to retire his number? Reno, but, yeah, I think they did. But with the statue, he, you know, if anybody on that in the history of that franchise deserves it, it's him. Yeah, right. I would argue Shea Weber, maybe as well. Yeah, if he doesn't go to Montreal, I think so. Yeah. Right. If if he if you know he rides out of town, you know, retires as a member of, you know, uh, the Preds, but he went to Montreal and was part of a cup winning or a, a, a cup bound team. They, they lost. Oh, okay. there's a statue. There's a statue for those yeah. watching. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Apparently it doesn't look much like him in the face, but I think that's still a pretty awesome. I, look I think face. it no, looks I, okay. I, I think it looks like Ronaldo. <laughs> Ugly Ronaldo. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> well, all right. We got anything else to add here, boys? Nope. Awesome. What's in the uh, pickleball folder? Oh, you must have had a 
Uh, oh, it's a, li- it's a link to my uh, ladder league standings in the browser. Well, how are you Quit doing? This poking time? around in the image there, you freak. <laughs> Peep, peeping Tom. Uh, let's see. We got Matt MLO12 saying good on Pekka getting that in the statue. But man, if I was him, I wouldn't be happy about the statue. I don't okay. think it looks bad. I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I saw that comment too in the chat. That's that, not. <laughs> I did not mean to show that one, but you know what? Why not? We'll pull it up. Matt Harris, the statue <laughs> looks like Pecorine. Really? <laughs> you, I, I've, I've, that's a few people now that said they, they don't look at. I think it looks kind of like him. It's not like bad. I wonder if people are just maybe upset that it's not like him making a like a miraculous save or something. Well, it's, you know the, the thing. The thing about goalies is that they look so cool. You know, making a like, cool save, and uh, it's, it's not bad. So that's that's a that's part of it, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Did the retires? Well, I'm pretty sure they did. I could be wrong on that. Yes, Austin Lynch. We're gonna bring him on here. Austin says yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, they did. Okay. Date and time. Look it up. Who is the oh, opponent? Date and time. Hold on. <laughs> I had it. I had it up. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Uh, July 13th. July 13th. Oh, no, that's when we retired. Oh, no. February 25th of 2022. Wait. No. That's my birthday. Okay. They did it in your honor, Bill. They did. Did it for you. Yep. I did share the link, too, with the uh, the Predators raising the banner. The three banners at once. The Central Division, the Western Conference Champion, and the President's Trophy, was it? That's ridiculous. So Absolutely I raised them all at once. Ridiculous. Yeah. Did they? Well, the team was on the ice. Don't do, they don't do ceremonies for that, right? No. They just raise them, like, and by the time you so. come in the next season, they're up. Did they do President's Trophy? They did President's Trophy. They might have President's Trophy. Oh, God. What a, but, after that playoff run, oof. No. They, they, uh, they have not done division championships, though. Yeah, because that's just ridiculous. So. All right. Anything else, boys? I think we're good. Yeah, I agree. We're just at two hours on this show, so let's close her up. Uh, Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. Responsibly. Uh, excuse me. These are viewers, eh? Yeah. That will wrap up episode 30 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. For Kurt Price, Bill Day, and producer Austin, I'm Jeff Ponder. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Cardinals. City, city, city. Caca. Let's go beer. Oh, Jesus. She says <laughs> Thanks, it way <laughs>
Bonsoir, Canada. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.